When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Second round coverage of the NBA playoffs begins here on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on Fans First Sports Network, all part of the Midtown and Rebound podcast network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you, excited to dive into round two. Two for the price of none today. We're talking games one and two from the Knicks Heat series, and we will also go forward and talk about the rest of the Western and Eastern Conference semifinal matchups as they stand, going into a bunch of big game threes and a few game twos as well. Before we get to the Lakers, then the Warriors, Sixers, Celtics, Suns, Nuggets, two games down in the Knicks' Heat series, two very hotly contested affairs at Madison Square Garden. Just due to other work I'm doing and scheduling stuff, um, didn't get the chance to do a Game 1 recap, so we're doing Game 1 and Game 2 in a bundle today. So we start with Game 1, where I have to say that the Miami Heat were very, very impressive coming from behind and winning Game 1. Knicks had, a, I believe, a 13-point lead, 12 or 13-point lead at one point in the game and looked like they were going to potentially run away and win this game in the second half. However, Miami had other ideas. They made it a five-point game at the half, and then the Heat went on an 11-point run in the third quarter, and the Knicks could not come from behind in a 108-111 defeat. Jimmy Butler was fantastic for most of the game, did get injured at the end of the game, and again, we'll get to his absence in Game 2, but he had 25 points and 11 rebounds in Game 1. The unsung hero for the Heat at the start of this series has been Gabe Vincent. Had 20 points in game number one of this series, and he had 20, uh, I beg your pardon, 21 points in game two of this series. He has been, at times, a flamethrower. He's already made nine three-pointers in the series through two games. And in game one, he came up huge. Kyle Lowry's had a good series, had 18 points. In game one, Knicks got good performances in, in game one 
No question about it. R.J. Barrett had 26. Brunson had 25. Toppin had 18 in Game 1. However, Julius Randle being out with the sprained left ankle did come back to bite the Knicks in the second half when the Heat defense really was stifling on Jalen Brunson. The Knicks really could have used Julius Randle's size and strength inside and driving through the lanes to get baskets. They just didn't have that, and the Knicks lose Game 1 by seven points but really that leads me into the bounce back in game two it was a bit of a role reversal in in a lot of ways actually instead of randall being out he comes back butler's now out for miami in game two but i'll give the heat credit i mean it didn't look like that for the first maybe two and a half quarters the heat were the better team for a good chunk of the game and it looked like they had a chance to take a two-game lead in this series, and doing it without Jimmy Butler would have been a big blow to the Knicks, especially losing the first two at Madison Square Garden. But the Knicks showed a lot of heart in the second half. In the fourth quarter in particular, the Knicks showed a ton of mental fortitude. 30 points from Jalen Brunson, 25-12 and 8 assists from Julius Randle, one of his best playoff games so far as a Knick. 24 from R.J. Barrett, 14, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists from Josh Hart. Two Nick players nearly get a triple-double. It needed to be a big effort. Miami from three made 17 of 49 in this game. That was a huge, huge mountain for the Knicks to overcome. Again, it was Gabe Vincent. It was Max Struess. It was Duncan Robinson. It was Caleb Martin. It was Bam Adebayo. I mean, a lot of Heat players, as they tend to do, stepped up, and they were able to overcome it, the Knicks were. They really were able to slow them down in the fourth quarter. Knicks went on a big run to finish the game off in a 111-105 game. Josh Hart hits a huge three in the last minute to give the Knicks a four-point lead. That was really a big moment. I will say Julius Randle made a bit of a bonehead play on that inbounds out of, I should say this uh, baseline out of bounds play where instead of trying to force the ball in, he could have used one of the Knicks, I think three timeouts they had left. The Knicks didn't need to rush that situation. And Julius Randle ends up stepping over the line and giving the heat a free possession. Duncan Robinson hit a three and a six point game turned into a three point game very quickly. But then Josh Hart made the free throws at the other end and the Knicks, even the series going back to Miami for a Game 3 on Saturday afternoon. That's going to be a big game. Obviously, the Heat did what they came to do. They get a split at Madison Square Garden. As of the time of this recording, and this is pretty up-to-date as far as, again, when this is being recorded on the Thursday, we don't know if Jimmy Butler is going to play in Game 3. It is still a a day-to-day situation. Eric Spolster told the media there's no update. You know, he said he's not going to get into the minutia of it. That's a direct quote. He said they're going to find out on Saturday. And then he'll, he said that he'll let you know. So it's a situation where we don't know what his, uh, you know, game three status is. It's a big game. You know, again, if the Knicks win, they regain home court advantage in the series. And if the, if the Heat win, they're in pretty good shape with a game four in Miami to follow. So game three, as it always is in a 1-1 series, is very important. But I will say huge bounce back win 
from the Knicks in Game 2, the two times where they have had tough defeats in this postseason, they've immediately bounced back with a big performance in the following game. And it's been, you know, it was Game 2 of the Cleveland series. Knicks bounced back and shoved it down Cleveland's throat in Game 3 defensively. And that's exactly what they did, especially in the fourth quarter of Game 2. They had to take a, you know, big swing for Miami in that first half. But especially in the fourth quarter, the Knicks responded extremely well to get back and even up the series. So game three beckons. I mean, it's a big game. Obviously, Julius Randle being back is such a big boost for the Knicks. You saw that in game two of the series, how important he was down the stretch, along with Jalen Brunson, who I thought played a little bit under his capabilities in the first half. I think he really struggled at times dealing with the way Miami was defending him. But boy, did the Knicks and Jalen Brunson make adjustments in the second half. And he goes off for one of his best postseason games of his career. And the Knicks even up the series. And now we see how games three and four go in South Beach. So interesting stuff. I mean, this series has been very, very hard fought. It's been exactly what you'd expect from a Knicks-Miami series. It's been physical, a lot of hard fouls, lots of physical play. But it's been very professionally handled. No, uh, <laughs> no fists have been thrown. There's been no over-exuberance uh, on either side, just some good old-fashioned NBA playoff basketball between two great franchises and uh, two great rivals in NBA playoff yesteryears. So it's uh, it's it's lovely to see. The scene's going to shift to South Beach, and the crowd's going to be great, although um, we'll see how uh, the Heat do without Jimmy Butler. If he doesn't play, if he does, obviously that'll be a huge boost. But again, even if he doesn't play, the Knicks have to be ready to go. We saw what they can do without him in the lineup, and they still have a leader on the floor in a Kevin Love that can get you through difficult times like this. So Knicks will have to be ready, have to be ready to go. I expect them to be ready to go, and hopefully they can take a 2-1 lead in this series, gearing up for a Game 4 in Miami that follows after that later on in the week. So really exciting series so far, 1-1. And we'll see if the Knicks can steal home court back in in South Beach in Miami with the game three coming up on Saturday. Quick whip around the rest of the NBA playoffs before we get out of here. Philly, Boston, two interesting games for sure. I mean, game one was a great game. James Harden goes off, has a vintage, you know, Houston Rocket playoff game. Hard, James Harden, game Harden. Uh, performance in a 119-115 win in Boston to immediately take home court from the Celtics. I don't think many people saw that coming, but the Celtics absolutely blitzed Philly in game two, and it was very odd. I, I um, thought about it after the game and just thought, how does, uh, you know, I was talking with uh, a friend of mine about it, and Philly wins game one without Joel Embiid. Harden goes off, they win game one. Game two with Embiid on the floor, they lose 121 to 87. I mean, Embiid was fine, but oh boy, did the Sixers look bad at times in game two. But game three and four in Philly, it's a huge opportunity, huge opportunity for the Sixers here to get an advantage in this series. If they can win these next two games, they are in phenomenal shape to move on to their first Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, since Allen Iverson in 2000. And one. So this is a huge, huge opportunity. I guess it might have been might have been 2000. Either way, early 2000s we're talking here. So huge opportunity for Philly. They get the split. 
Embiid is healthy. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You got to get this next game. Game three is so important because if you get it, you can shove the Boston Celtics, who I think are the favorite right now in the East, you can shove them to the door before you go back to Boston for a Game 5. That is such a huge opportunity that Philly teams of the past years have not been able to get through to move on to an Eastern Conference Final. So this is, and there's no hyperbole here, this is a huge opportunity for Philly. If they're going to make a deep run, Boston is in their way once again, but the Bucks are out, right? If you're a Philly fan, you're thinking, we could take on the Knicks, we can take on the Heat. If you can get by Boston... Philly fans have to feel that a finals appearance could be coming their way. So game three is as important a game as I can remember in recent Philadelphia 76ers history. It's a huge opportunity for them and they have to take it or Boston again at Boston. I, I feel like Boston's always a win away from gaining momentum and just ripping this series from Philly. Philly has to make sure they can bounce back here and pick up game three. Cause if they don't, I think Boston wins this in six. So we'll see. It's a huge game three in that series. Denver's in control in the Phoenix series up 2-0. Looked great in game one. Looked pretty good in game two. And Phoenix, without Chris Paul, is up against it going into game three. I think at times they've looked overmatched. Their depth has been seriously questioned. In this series, Denver's depth once again shining through behind Jokic and Murray. So I think you look at this and you feel like if Denver can just get one of these next two, they'll probably finish this off in five games. And I didn't think I would say that before the series started, but boy, did Denver look good in game one and they backed it up in game two. So Philly, I should say Phoenix is in tough shape without Chris Paul, but they still have some great players in Booker, KD and company, Aiton. They'll fight, they'll be in it, but... Game three is so, so big, obviously. No NBA teams come back from a 3-0 deficit. But on top of that, Phoenix really needs to, they really need the next two. And I don't know if they're going to do it if they keep playing the way they're playing in this series. And then just a phenomenal game one between the, the Lakers and the Warriors. One of the best games of the postseason so far. It lived up to the hype. Lakers steal home court in game one. 117 to 112 just tremendous from ad and lebron james and the the supporting cast down the stretch made huge huge plays to be fair the the warriors (laughs) nearly came back and they nearly they nearly came back and snatched it at the end jordan Poole missed a three to tie it with 10 seconds left that would have potentially sent the game to overtime but the lakers live to fight another day and they've got a one game lead in the series so You give them all the credit in the world. Not many teams this season have been able to go to Golden State and win. They've been so good at home. It's been where, you know, it's been on the road where they've struggled. Although, again, they did win two games last series in Sacramento. Huge game, too. Again, you'll know the result of it. Depending on when you listen to the podcast, you'll know the result of it. It is happening later on tonight. Recording on the Thursday afternoon is happening 9 o'clock tonight. So, 
Huge game two in that series. The Lakers will look to be a little greedy here and put the defending champions once again in a 2-0 hole and snatch home court fully away from them. Or will Golden State even the series before a huge, massive game on Saturday in game number three? All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode, or this uh, recap episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. We will be back to talk about game three between the Knicks and the Heat this weekend and then we will keep you up to date and give us thoughts give you thoughts i should say on the rest of the nba playoffs going on four great series really four great series again denver has a chance to maybe put phoenix away but the rest of the series are very poised to go deep deep on and phoenix could come back so four really strong semifinal series excited to see what happens and we will be back this weekend with another episode of the shock shock Knicks podcast until then Have a good rest of your week and enjoy the NBA playoff basketball.